Steven, it's a new year. It's 2022. And I've got a big, fat, juicy wish that it's going to be a year full of fulfillment here on You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. What do you think? I've got a big old sauce-drenched wish myself just slapped on my plate here in front of me. And I'm going to dig in to a whole nother year of You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. It's going to be a big year full of winding down our rewatch of Community and moving on to whatever comes next for us and to be a part of it with us. There's so many ways to show your support. We've got a big old warm pool here for you. Come on and slip on your skibbies and slide down the ladder and dive in. How how can they get in this pool, Zach? If you put your toe in the water and it feels fine and you want to get waist deep, come join us on Patreon, patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. It's the way to support this show and to help us move it forward as we move into the future. It's also the way to get more of us every week with our live pre-show every week. You can't just a pre-show and all kinds of Patreon exclusive content coming all the time, Steven. We'd love for you to support us on Patreon, but you can also hang out with us free of charge over on Twitter at You Can't Disappod. We are also on Instagram at Can't Disappoint Podcast. And we're on Facebook and YouTube under the whole name of the show, You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. Also, if you would like to be a part of the show every week, you can email us at can'tdisappointpodcast at gmail.com. To be a part of next week's podcast, write us in your trivia, your favorite funny moment, and your episode MVP for next week's episode of Community, and we'll read it out loud on the show. If you like what we do here, leave a review wherever you leave reviews about podcasts. Yeah, maybe like... The Sharper Image product review site. Leave us a review there. There's uh, like a box full of sticky notes at my post office. Write a review and leave it there. I hope you guys are jumping on board with us and you're ready to traverse 2022 with me and Steven. What do you say? Let's rip our way into another episode if you can't disappoint a podcast. Cannonball! <laughs> I'll put like a big <laughs> splat. <laughs> Way to go. That's great. He just got away. Hey, you can't just say he's gone. You owe us an ending. I owe you nothing. I am a dungeon master. I create a boundless world and I bind it by rules. Too heavy for a bridge? It breaks. Get hit? Take damage. Spend an hour outside someone's front door fighting over who gets to kill him? He leaves through the back. He's out there somewhere. You might find him if you get your crap together. I attempt to begin the podcast with small talk. Nice dice rolling noise. Failed. I attempt to start the podcast with awkward silence. You succeed. I attempt to, yeah. <laughs> you had to break it. I was going to let that go as long as You're just going to let it keep go. going. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Th- th- that made me really happy. That was really fun. That was good. I spent so much of this podcast editing out the silence, and I'm just going to let people sit in that one. Yeah. That could have gone so much longer. It could have. I'm sorry. It's okay. Are you uncomfortable with silence? Do you feel the need to fill silence? I actually really like awkward silence. It's fun for me. Hi, everybody. Welcome to You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. I'm so glad you've made it for another week. We're actually here. We're actually going to do the show, I promise.
<laughs> Stop. I'm really <laughs> glad that you're here. This is fun. Excited to do the show. Hi, I'm Zachary the Adequately Endowed. Hi. <laughs> I'm, what was my name? Hilt Rubber. Oh, yeah. Rub that hilt. Mm. Every night I rub my hilt and hope that, man. The, you know, the, Zach, I've been watching the, the a lot Robin of Forged by Forged in Fire. Is this is true? That the show? Yeah. I don't know. I like it. They, like, make... You're the one that's been weapons. watching it. Is that the show? <laughs> I think so. I found some Forged in Fire hot sauce at, like, nice. a Ross, and like, I bought some. That. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Was that when you were to eat in town that you went to a Ross, or you hitting up no, in there's, Chicago? No, there's one up here in the Shy. Is it a little scary in the Ross Dress for Less in Chicago? No, I love Ross Dress for Less. Really? There's That's a Ross great. downtown that has like three floors. It's incredible. That's awesome. Whoa. I love Ross. He is my favorite friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, everyone. You can't disappoint a podcast. I feel a lot better this week, so I'm not going to biff all the things that we usually do at the beginning mm-hmm. of the show like I did last week. We were like 30 minutes into it, and we remembered that we need to shout out our $10 <laughs> yeah. and up patrons over at patreon.com slash podcast. Those people are Danny M. Lugo, Taylor Ace, Planeswalker Prez, uh, your mom, Mary Baker Budisa, and Brian <laughs> Thurman. We love all those people very much. I'd also like to give a quick shout out to the two new $5 patrons that we acquired this week. Those are our good friend, our new friend, Artie, who I sure did bully into giving us a couple <laughs> bucks. Not 10, not enough to get the weekly shout out, Artie. You're going to have to bump it up for that. You can bump it. Come on. What's going to, come on. What? Come on. Five, do- five more dollars a month. Come on. You got to bump it. Come on, Artie. So you, can be, ra- Artie you can be late on I'm rent. I'm looking up to see who our, who our other new one is. Christine. Shout out to Christine. I don't know who you are, and thanks for thanks for supporting us. Yeah, give us a hello on Twitter, Christine. Twitter.com you... slash yeah. I am a patron of the podcast. <laughs> you can't disappoint a podcast. Yeah, join our spaces. HTML. Should we do a Twitter spaces? I don't understand what they are. I always run through them when they pop up. Sometimes uh, I click on them like I click on them and then I'm like Am I listening to it? Am I participating <laughs> Am I, in Can it? they hear me? Am I in it? Can they see me? Well, all the ones on anime Twitter are like 18 plus nighttime talk oh, chat. It's not for kids. It's not for kids. <laughs> uh, Zach. Hi. Welcome. Welcome, patrons. Welcome, Thanks. Zach. We also uh, got to give a shout out. Gathered you here today. Well, we've got to give another shout out too. Uh, this this will also be an eighteen plus no kids experience <laughs> because I've got nothing but daddy on my mind. Our hey community yo. papa at communities on Twitter. We love those people. We love what they do, and I love the way they make me feel. It's getting close to my birthday, Dad, and I know you told me... Never gotten me anything before. Yeah, you told me that I'm not your son and you're not going to remember my birthday or and even write it down. you are a full-grown man now. Uh, it'd be really great if I could... That pony this if, year. if Papa would come to school on my birthday with me and <laughs> and tell everyone that he is real and that I, I wasn't made in a test and tube because they've never seen an adult so male mean figure to you in my life. It. Yeah. <laughs> I do have a dad. I promise. Yeah. He loves me so much. Yeah. He Cute said Max I'm... mom from It's Always Sunny being like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't thanks, care for Job. We love you. Even though you don't love us back. That's yeah. okay. He at least like. That's okay. Two years of unrequited existence. love. You know, it'll do it to you. Yeah, I've waited longer. This was... 
Welcome to the show. How are you doing, Steven? How are you this week? It's good to see you. What's going on in your you. in your sphere? Um, you know, I'm still recovering in the in the foot game, you know. All my all my OnlyFans followers are gonna have to wait a couple more days for a a fresh foot pick. I know? feel like you've been dealing with piggy trouble for like six months now. It truly has has been almost two months now that I've since I've taught a lesson. It's been two months, is that what you said? Yeah. That I honestly thought it had been a little bit longer. But that's Feels a pretty like long it. time. Are you bored? Yeah. Do you get uh, bored? Are you I like mean, this I'm is nice? I'm still working, but I definitely miss dancing and sure. miss teaching. Yeah. So yeah. Do you think when you get back at it that you're gonna be struggling in more ways than just your feet after not doing it for so long? Like, like, do you think you'll be winded? Uh, maybe because I haven't been like doing that much yeah. like, physical. Exertion. Or do you do pretty well with that? That's I do pretty well with that normally. Yeah, but I, once you stop doing it for a little while, you definitely lose it. Two months is a long time. Yeah, yeah. you've definitely done your ten thousand hours. You know what you're supposed to do yeah. to be like an expert at something. It's true. But you think we could pick up this this butter smooth uh, conversation chemistry banter if we put it in the crapper for two months? I mean, find honestly, out next year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> when we start our second podcast. Yeah. Um. But yeah, also Danny's sister is staying with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's not a patron, so that's all the mention she gets. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so that's nice. She's visiting from Mexico. I thought maybe there'd be a little bit more to that story. That's it. That's about it. <laughs> uh, I saw two movies in, well, not both in the theater, but two new movies that I'd like to play. Mm-hmm. A quick review game yeah, of because I enjoyed them quite a bit. All right, we open on a dark alley. First I saw, they were both, well, kind of, not really both children's movies, but kind of children's movies a little bit, both. The first thing I saw was the new Chippendale Rescue Rangers. It was really fun. We met them. We did meet them. They didn't ask us to be in the movie. They didn't tell us shit about the movie. Yeah, assholes. Uh, It's done by the Lonely Island guys. It's really funny, and it pays homage to a lot. If you grew up watching cartoons in the 90s and 2000s, Every moment of the film is full of even, I've never watched Chippendale Rescue Rangers and every moment of the film is full of things that made me just feel happy and nostalgic. Wow. And the movie's fun and has a lot of cool concepts to go along with it. So check that one out. Secondly, is the there one a I new wanna... Lonely Island song in the movie? No, but Chippendale rap extensively about how they would never eat a whale. Nice. Uh, I'd also <laughs> like to talk briefly about the Bob's Burgers movie. By the time this podcast comes out, it'll like officially be out. But tonight, I'm seeing it for the second time, and it still doesn't technically come out until tomorrow. Yeah, how, how'd you swing that, Zach? Who, I saw it a- who's, whose burger did you blow to get those tickets? I saw it a week early. You don't want to know what I had to do to a pair of bunny Whose ears. buns did you seed to get... <laughs> those seats there. so the first time we saw it, we saw it a week early which is really cool and i caught wind of the screening the day of and i was like we're gonna go do this and we did and it was awesome uh so i would like to open by saying i'm absolutely not an amc stockholder uh but they showed up on the regular show times for that day it was like a 
AMC stockholders connect early screening mm-hmm. of the Bob's Burgers movie, but it just like showed up with all of their other show times at this one theater. So we drove to see it. And honestly, the theater was old. It didn't have the comfy AMC seats. Mm-hmm. Uh, the movie was not loud enough. The speakers were fuzzy. The screen was a little bad. So it wasn't <laughs> the perfect experience, but it was really cool to get to see it early. I was one of the first people to review it on Letterboxd, and that means absolutely nothing but I'll hold it with me until the day I die. Well, Zach today just realized that he's actually a 14% stakeholder in AMC. <laughs> Millions of dollars apparently, in debt, he has no idea. Apparently <laughs> His buying a popcorn stocks. just counts as like 20 stock. <laughs> they uh, were giving it away during the pandemic, man. <laughs> but it was cool to see it. Uh, as far as the movie, I love Bob's Burgers. The thing that I love the most about it is that it's never lost its like middle-class touch. Uh, the Simpsons used to have a really good middle class touch, but then we talked about this really recently. Like mm-hmm. Homer went to space, and like Bart went on Conan O'Brien's show and was famous for an episode. Bob's Burgers never does that. They like yeah. have stories about we need a new sink, or like mm-hmm. the plot of the movie is we need to make this bank payment so they don't close our restaurant. And I really like that uh, that it's so real and that's one of the things i both love the most and and walked away wanting more the Mm -hmm. most from the movie it plays exactly like an episode the entirety of the movie takes place like within two minutes of where they live or whatever which is really cool the Mm -hmm. animation is incredible there are a lot of great cinematic things for it uh but i left kind of thinking like i like bob's burgers because it's so small and maybe it's too small for the mm-hmm. for the big screen the movie was a lot of fun but it played like an episode of the show it made yeah. me want to go home and watch the show um, i'm excited to watch it again and see how i feel about it now that i've seen it to see yeah, if I'm... I, i'm a little brighter on it definitely go see it if you if you like bob's burgers you'll like the movie there's plenty mm-hmm. to love about the movie it feels a lot like a episode from the first few seasons like there's a lot of references to like the early seasons and stuff um and i love bob's burgers i love h john benjamin i love the characters teddy is really funny Mm -hmm. Uh, i just kind of wish they had picked a different plot for the movie i think Mm. well i'm excited to see it i just finished the most recent season i know you haven't finished it yet so i'm not going to spoil for you but there's they do a, a like a referential episode to one of my favorite anime movies ghost in the shell Whoa, really? And it's like a two-parter, and it's f***ing awesome. That's interesting. It's super f***ing cool. I knew that the season ended with the two-parter. I didn't know it was anything like that. Yeah. Well, that's so enough cool. talking about other stuff. Do you have anything you want to say before we dive into community? Um. So when we're recording this, this is like right after the most recent school shooting in Texas. I know yeah. that's a thing that's very close to... And hopefully when we post this, that won't matter. It should still be on yeah. our mind. <laughs> yeah. Um, so just, if you're in a position where you can vote to put people in place that are going to, a lot of lawmakers listen to this program. We're both from Indiana where there's not an age limit to own a gun. If you, you can literally be gifted a handgun when you're like six. And the discourse of gun control is laughed. It's bad. Yeah. It's almost, it's almost overwhelmingly, uh, negatively looked upon to have that idea. Yeah. So just if you're in a position to put people in place, like there's not a single politician that on their like website doesn't have their stances on different issues. It takes five minutes is one of the big ones. It takes five minutes to see who is going to do what when they're there. So just make sure you do that when you're going to vote, everybody. Thanks for saying that. I Mm -hmm. always and I'm 
uh, as bad at it too. Uh, you, we get so involved in like the presidential election yeah. and the discourse around it, and local government. Maybe it's just like you know a pebble thrown into a pond that starts to create a ripple. But that's where we like can actively have more say in exactly. progressive people being put the places they need to be. Yeah. Um, like for example, on a larger scale. Not a lot of good stuff to say about our current administration, mm -hmm. but there are progressive people that are being put in places that are really exactly. important, and that ripple effect is important. So exactly. do your stuff. Let's talk about Dungeons yeah. & Dragons. Dungeons & Dragons! Today we're talking about Season 5, Episode 10 of Community. We've only got three episodes left of Season 5, and then we're starting the final season of Community. That's so weird. We've got, oh my god, we've got 16 episodes left. Jesus to Christ. recap, that's crazy. That's nuts. That's crazy. Hey, hey happy two year is. anniversary! It was this week. I was wondering where when my present was gonna. Uh, you know how <laughs> it's on the way. There's the thing where like one anniversary is like the bronze anniversary. Yeah. One anniversary is like the cheese anniversary. Mm -hmm. What's the second podcast anniversary? Where I don't we know. The first other? one's supposed to be like first anniversary is paper. Yeah. Second podcast anniversary. That's got to be like. Just semen, right? Tylenol. Oh. <laughs> Mint. Squirrel. Crush it up. Okay. Blend it. Yikes. I'll get that. I think I'll get make that like for a paste. you. We're talking about season five, episode 10. It's advanced, advanced Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, it was directed by Joe Russo. This is his final directing credit. This is the it's last been a episode. Bit. Yeah. Uh, I think he did one other this season. Mm -hmm. I think he might have done the lava episode. Yeah. But it's the last episode of the show done by Russo Brother, right here. This is it. Wow. Uh, and it was written by Matt Roller, who this is his first writing credit, but next season he writes Basic Email Security, and the episode originally aired on March 20th, 2014. 320! We're back in Dungeons & Dragons territory. Obviously, the first one is... It continues to become more infamous as it goes on mm -hmm. because of the discourse around the episode and its removal and because of the quality of the episode from its first yeah. airing. And before we get into trivia, let's have a little conversation about the fact that a lot of people are finding community over streaming. Mm -hmm. um, the Dungeons & Dragons episode, even though it's a really important episode of the series to people who love the show, know yeah. the touchstones of the show, but you could probably not watch that episode and... Not I don't realize. think anything happens that creates a big thing other than Neil being around mm -hmm. more often. And occasionally they're like that time we played Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Do you think it works if this is the only Dungeons and Dragons episode people see? They won't get all the jokes, but yeah. But Community is so meta that they would do a sequel episode to an episode that they never did. They did. What do you mean? When they're always talking about the... Uh... Is it St. Patrick's Day or camping trip or whatever? Well, yeah, with those yeah, but to do it on a whole scale, yeah. to do like an episode that like this, we're doing hopscotch again. The Glee Club episode's a sequel to That's something true. we never got. That's a good point. So like, I feel like that tracks for the show. Yeah. And Someone could it, absolutely watch this and think, oh, they're just saying that time. Yeah, I think it kind of works, even though obviously the first one is always going to hold a closer place in the heart of like mm -hmm. hardcore community fans. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, really. No. I, and I'll say this, Zach, and I will talk more about it. Yeah. I enjoyed this episode way more than even I remembered liking it. And I remembered liking really? it a lot. I liked, I loved it going through this time. 
I'm excited to talk about it. I'll, I'll, mm-hmm. I don't have much. We're going to be mostly in agreement on this episode probably. Yeah, I think so. But we'll hold that for a second. Let's do our trivia. Let's do it. I, I, I took a page out of your book from the last couple of weeks. I've got seven questions. Hey, so do I. Wow. Let's see if we repeat any. You go first, my friend. Okay. Uh, what is rumored to dwell in the Black Tower? The Necromancer. Oh, yeah. That's like the villain of the whole episode. Yeah. Stupid question. What damage does Tristram's Flesh of Fire do to Hector the Well-Endowed? What's the damage? Six. Yes. Good job. Yeah. Yeah. I That scene's great. We'll talk about that in a second. But, um, yeah. Uh, when was the bridge constructed? Not sure. In the Third Age. I'm surprised you're not like, you, you want to guess? I, do you want to take a guess? I'm, I'm coachable, Zach. I took notes. <laughs> That's, That's I've been giving Steven some shit lately. I think it's funny. A lot of the stuff that I attack you for, I truly mm-hmm. think is funny. So you, you can be, you be you. You say whatever you want to say. Nope. But frequently, <laughs> Steven will ask a question and I'll be like, I'll, I'll have a inquisitive, huh? No, I don't think I know that one. He'll be like, try. <laughs> but it'll be like, what are the names of the five background characters? Like, Why don't you guess? What, you think I'm going to accidentally guess the five names that I don't know? Hey, you never know. And I'll be like, Trevor, not Trevor. Not Trevor, not quite. <laughs> You're Is it your close, turn or mine? Though. It's my turn. Yeah, it's your, your turn. turn. Okay. Uh, my second question, where besides the birthday party can Hickey not go if he loses? There's two things. He can't go to Christmas, and he can't go to Thanksgiving at Aunt Sarah's. Oh, you're so Aunt, close. Aunt Rachel. Do you want to get... It is Aunt Rachel. It was I, one of my actual great aunt names. I couldn't figure out uh, which one, though. Yeah. And Sarah's the other one. Uh-huh. That's funny. What poster is behind Shirley and the Dean on the couch? Oh, no. I originally was going to ask who the director was, too, oh, but I, no. I decided to be Is nice. there a Kick Puncher poster? It's Kick Puncher. Which Kick Puncher is it? I don't know. I did see that there was a Kick Puncher Do you want to guess? Any Kick question? Puncher 3. Mm, not quite, Zach. We were looking not for... Trevor. <laughs> not Trevor. Not uh, Trevor. We were looking for Kick Puncher <laughs> Miami. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. It's a good one. Uh, it's real sexy. Um, a bit gratuitous. Um, what? Can Shirley? No, it's my turn. What can Shirley make s'mores out of? Ooh, uh, something to do with a pig. Is it like ham, pig ear, ham, ham ass? It doesn't yes, have anything to do with Yes, I can only make s'more out of ham ass or <laughs> no. ham ass. Uh, she can only make it out of horse meat and horse more meat. horse meat. Ah, uh, not ham ass, horse, horse mm, meat. No I was pigs. thinking about, about Hector's big old horse cock. The more we talk about ham ass, I'm going to get hungry. Let's move yeah. on. Um, where is Hickey going to punch everyone if they lose? Right in the heart. Right in the heart. I think much like Pierce, that's something pulled from what Jonathan Banks actually said on set. That's great. I think he would be quite cantankerous and in a different, mm-hmm. uh, less abusive way, I think, than, yeah. than our previous old, old guy rule. But someone would be like... Hey, can you say your line like this, Jonathan? And he'd be like, I'll punch you in the heart. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think sounds fun. Yeah. Uh, what Romantic. separates hobgoblins from regular goblins? There's three things, and Abed says it. Do you want to guess? I missed that line entirely. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give a guess. Yeah. I hate when people guess when you're telling a joke, but this is not a joke. 
This is trivia. It's not a joke. It's not a joke. Um, they have Hob in front of their name. They have boily noses, and they're gray. No, they're larger, they're stronger, and they're worth more in Scrabble. Nice. <laughs> That's good. It's good a line. great line. It's a good one. Um, which direction does the river run? West? Ooh, we were looking for east. That was my second guess, but I yeah. mean, there's only four. Yeah, <laughs> you did well. It was a confusing question, though, because Hickey says the river runs east, so I will go will west. Head west. Mm-hmm. 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 What order do the characters die in? I don't remember all the character names. You can tell me study group names. Um, it's Shirley we'll first. Credit. Um, then a big gap of time. Next mm-hmm. is the dean mm-hmm. uh, who gets impaled. Mm-hmm. Next is actually Jeff. Mm-hmm. Then are you looking after... at something? You're not looking at something, are you? No. I, I, I for a second I, I have you, you were... on this screen and my camera's okay, here. Okay, that's okay. Don't accuse me of cheating. Zachary. Sometimes I feel like you cheat. Keep going. Okay, so you're Zach, right. Zach, I so don't far. do well enough at this game to cheat. <laughs> Um, not... Okay, where was it? Okay, next is the Dean. After did Dean Shirley, the Dean, and Jeff. Is Jeff. After Jeff is... is so here's the thing that... that is it happens very fast. Because uh, next Annie dies, and then Chang, and... No, no, no. It's Annie, Britta, Chang. Uh-huh. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Good job. Thanks. Uh, it was Shirley. She's Crouton. Uh-huh, Crouton. Dean, you could have gotten some of these names. You know who the Dean is. Jonathan Joseph, Taylor. Joseph, Joseph, that's Gordon. close. Joseph Jonathan Gordon, Taylor, yeah. Die Hard. That would have been good, too. Uh-huh. Joseph Gordon, Rick, Die Hard. Rickon. Jeff is Sir Riggs, Die Sir Hard. Riggs. Annie is Hector the Well-Endowed again. Mm-hmm. Britta is something with the word fibrosis. Yeah. And I think it's just fibrosis. The troll Dingleberry. <laughs> yeah, that's what his mom calls him. Yeah. Um... Uh, my next question for you, that's a good question. Um, how long was popcorn stuck in Hank's teeth? Dang, uh, one of my, uh, that, that spoils one of my next questions. It was going to be, what does Hank have stuck in his tooth? Ah. Does he say it's been stuck in my, for like an hour? Not for quite. For like an hour? All day? Nope. What is it, buddy? 15 minutes. Oh, not that long. You can live with that a little longer. Yeah. That's not that you bad. You suck it up. So I only have one There's more question. There's still flavor in that bad boy. I only have one more question. Do you want me to give it to you? I only have one more question. One. Go for it. What does Hillary Rodham Clinton... God, what does... There will be a different question. What does Hillary Rodham Kitten fail to accomplish? <laughs> uh, she tries to pass crumpets. Yeah, you fail. If they just check their inventory. If it was Hillary Rodham Clinton, what did she fail to accomplish? It would be a different question. <laughs> it would be. Uh, um, one more for me. Winning an easy presidential election like three times. You would have thought. Yeah. Um, where does Jeff hold Britta's face in the fight? My grandparents are calling me right now. Ooh. I'll answer after I answer your question. Uh, okay, I'll do it, yeah. Hello? Hey. Hey, I've been working on this TV uh, ever since I talked to you. Uh huh. And I've I've got it uh, mounted and working. However, uh, through several troubleshootings, I found out that the our remote is not working. Oh no. Properly. So they're going to send me a new one. Be seven to ten days. Oh okay. Well, do you still want me to come over tomorrow to try to help? No, that's what I was calling you about. 
Okay, well, if you need help once you get the remote, let me know. Yeah, uh, hopefully I see you guys before then, but if you get it and you still have trouble, let me know. Okay, well, thank you. All right. Bye, Grandpa. Bye. That was more wholesome. Pranked him! We broke yeah. the remote! Loser! Have fun not getting <laughs> to watch TV conveniently yeah. for seven to ten days. Yeah, okay, so that was less of a fun distraction than I thought it would be. What it's was okay, it was really cute. Give, give I had, like, a time. little, like, tiny fear in my head that it was going to be, like, Zach, your great-uncle Bartholomew passed this or morning. Or even worse, uh, like, I, I'm... I'm this is awful. I, so I'm currently standing in the blood of my life partner. Uh, <laughs> could you help? The the voices, the voices, they, got, they all got to me, all the voices, the voices, I had to do it. Can you help me clean it up? Also, our TV remote on the fritz. <laughs> if you could maybe cross that off the list, too. I'd bring, like, some Clorox, uh, maybe, maybe some, Maybe some like, batteries. That's exactly what I was about to say, some triple A's. Oh, boy. <laughs> Shout out to Zach's grandparents. Good sports, good sports. <laughs> Okay, one more question. Uh, so where does Jeff hold Britta's face in the fight? Is it just I hold Britta's face in the mud? Mm. In the dirt? Mm. In the ground? You're going the wrong direction. In the water? <laughs> I don't know. What kind of water? Tre Come is on. Is it Trevor? Is it Come Trevor? on. It's is gotta it be Trevor. I don't... Is it kind of water in the in the lake? <laughs> in the oh, ocean? no, no, no. <laughs> no, in the toilet. Oh, uh, what other kinds between. of water is there? Somewhere in the, in the middle. Right in the lemonade of the soda fountain that also Ooh. shoots out water. Oh, you're further from the truth. I don't know. Uh, in the puddle. Okay, I did think it was funny that Jeff was just like, I put Britta's <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so that's some trivia. We did it. That was fun. What do we got from the fans? Uh, we've got Papa. a couple of, of uh, letters carried in a hawk's claw. Uh, only two made it through. Tied together by Dean Pelton's shirt. Exactly. The odds of these emails being read off on our podcast, Abed said it's near impossible. <laughs> but we but here two we made it through, which is beautiful. Um, the first one's from our good friend and new patron, Artie. Artie. Uh, Artie says, hi, Zach and Steven. Cheers for reading out my email. I've never actually written to a podcast host before, so it was a bit surreal listening to someone else read my own words aloud. Aw, you picked the right podcast. Our, our standards are very low. If you email us, we're going to read it. We're going to read it. Um, unless you email too late, then we will not read it. Uh, we've read some long emails out on the show that had very little to do with what we've asked people to true. email us. It's true. Um to answer your question, I'm from East London, and to my American friends, I sound like a character off EastEnders. So Cockney or That's multicultural funny. London English. Now, Cockney is one I can do. Um, I'm going to do a couple I really, sentences. Oh, I really don't want you just to. Just so Artie can rate it. That's the one voice that everybody thinks they can do, because it's like uh, Well, you see, that you've got to start with more of like a push up a London accent, oh and then God. you've got to just descend it into darkness, and eventually you know, with like a strong Cockney accent. I don't think my accent's particularly strong, but I'd enjoy hearing either of you give it a go. By the way, happy belated two years of a podcast. You know, I know that you, they gave permission. I, I they gave permission. 
I don't know well enough to say if you're doing a good job or not. I just think typically when Americans try to do an accent like that, it's not very good. Mm. Uh, and even with all of those caveats, I feel like that might have been the most offensive <laughs> thing to me in the two years <laughs> of podcasting. We've I gone apologize on for about all of Jared Fogle. We've gone on about 9-11, I think. Yeah, that one, up a lot. That one, that one really pursed my butthole lips <laughs> real tight. Thanks, Artie. Uh, Thanks, Artie. Artie goes on to say, pivoting to this week's episode, as as should we. Uh, I thought that was great, actually. I think that I just just I did it justice. Um, pivoting to this week's episode, What's that Artie say, advanced advanced I'm gonna Dungeons and Dragons is definitely in my top five for season five. It's an okay. absolute gem of a sequel to Advanced Dungeons and Dragons from season two, which I actually hadn't seen until January this year because I only found Community when it appeared on Netflix in the UK. And by the time I started watching the show at the start of 2021, that episode had already been removed. I've oh, heard yeah. that it's still available on Amazon Prime, but from the bottom of my heart, f*** Jeff Bezos. The episode is also on uh, YouTube. Nice! Artie just went in points left and right. We like you, Artie. I missed if, if she said if she had seen the original or not. Uh, she said she, she hadn't seen it until January. So she had watched the show without yes. that episode and then finally caught wind of it. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I'd be interested if she wants to have correspondence about what her feeling is yeah. seeing this as the Dungeons & Dragons episode. Totally. Was she aware at the time? I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. Let's see. Let's find out. Um, I'm just kidding. I don't know if Artie addressed it. I doubt it. Um, I appreciate that the call that the season five episode makes a few callbacks to the season two episode, but yeah. it's still able to stand on its own and not be a play-by-play -play repeat of what we've already seen. In particular, Agreed. I thought it was hilarious that Annie plays Hector the Well Endowed again. Uh -huh. I found this short video of Allison Brie bloopers while playing this character. And there's a YouTube link. Um, I initially thought this was a goof because Abed had written that character. Excuse me, that character for Troy. But of course, that probably means that Abed really misses Troy, and this is his way Aww. of keeping him in the game. Aww. The sound and visual effects in both D and D in both D and D episodes do a great job immersing the characters and audience into this high stakes Tolkien esque world. You can press I got Tolkien esque first try, no pause. Um, my favorite Good effects job. were the flames appearing in the lenses of Hank Hickey's glasses, and of yeah. course, the sound of Dean Pelton being impaled. That was fantastic. Yeah. That was really good. The hawks cry when he finally dies. Yeah. <laughs> um, another thing I like about this episode is that it doesn't have a sickly sweet and unrealistic ending with a father mm -hmm. and son resolving to get along. We don't know for certain whether their relationship goes anywhere from here, and sometimes it's good when episodes have an open ending. I agree. Um, favorite quotes from Artie this episode? Artie with the solid takes. Yeah. Artie... We're a couple w. sentences away from some real Jeff and Annie ship bait. <laughs> but the true heart of this episode is the undying love between <laughs> Jeff and Annie. She sticks with him through the war, through death, through it all. Um, yeah. Favorite quotes from this episode include, but definitely not limited to, um, from Hank, that's just what I love about role-playing games, being told exactly what to do, to which Dean Pelton comments. Oh, me too. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> um, Shirley, I'm dead, but it's okay. I'm on your side, which is why I'm dead. That was great. And then she says, remember, whenever the wind blows in the West, that you <laughs> let me die. <laughs> uh, uh, and then that, Jeff's that's funny, but I do not appreciate the quickness of Shirley's, of Shirley's departure. Like, I know Yvette was complaining to them about not getting more to do, so she's the one character that dies and leaves. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Come on. Um, Jeff's, I hold Britta's face in a puddle. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. 
While there is nothing in the episode that I actively hate, I find Jeff's decision to side with Professor Hickey on this issue and say that every man has the right to hang out with his grandson odd, given what we saw in the Thanksgiving episode of Season 4. I also think that maybe Season 6 Britta would have, would have empathized with Hank's perspective more, given that she's, at this point, actively avoiding her parents. Season 1 Britta would have, too, given that Abed's father's attitude reminded her of her own father in Season 1, Episode 1, Intro to Film. Um, I, predict- I agree, but yes, and the study group is friends with Hickey. They already care about him, and they have heard him talk about like his son's gay wedding. The other son, he's heard. They've heard him talk about being like invested with, mm-hmm. with his family in that way. I think from their perspective, they don't think that it's the same type of like dad that was never around, like what Jeff had. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I yeah. can see why they why they're trying to help out Hickey here. Mm-hmm. Um. I predict that you guys will probably dislike when Hank Hickey called Abed Aziz at the start, as you've called out similar microaggressions in the past. I know it's a reference to the fact that South Asian sitcom actors all get confused for each other, even though none of them really look alike at all, and the actors themselves will joke about it. But the fact that no one corrected Hank in the episode and let this overt racism uh, slide irks me a little as a South Asian myself. Totally agree. That was no bueno. Yeah. I remember I looked at Danny and he was like, Nope. Yeah, I did the exact same thing. I looked at Lily. Here's what I'll say. Uh, I'm to the point where community has those microaggressions. Uh, I've kind of and and it's a show that sometimes does it purposefully and yeah. in a way that's funny, which both makes it disappointing when they do it the opposite. Uh, and I've kind of learned. I, I hate that I have to, do, but to be able to do the podcast that we do, sometimes we just have to overlook stuff like that. Yeah, and and, and not dwell too much on it. My issue is, I wonder if maybe that was a ad lib of David Cross's, and if that's true, it would tell a slightly different story. Yeah, that and is... that he just looks and sounds nothing like Aziz Ansari. Yeah, at all, because that's a very that's Pierce okay. thing to say. Yeah, sure. Although not that Pierce would know who Aziz Ansari is either. And but. it's also a joke that like uh, Aziz at the time was like the other brown person who's in a main mm-hmm. supporting role on an NBC sitcom. Yeah. That's um, interesting. I'm torn as to who I would pick for an MVP. It's a toss-up between the Dean, Jim Rash truly delivers in this episode, and the Dean's deep <laughs> love for his father slash Jeff was hilariously portrayed, and Abed. Both D&D episodes really showcase Danny Pudi's acting. He's a brilliant dungeon master, but his bit with Professor Hickey as goblins being interrogated never fails mm-hmm. to crack me up. I'll probably make up my mind while listening to the podcast. I'm sorry for not doing any trivia last week. I felt my email was already really long, and I didn't want to ask questions that you had already asked each other. But here are mine for this week. Yeah, don't let it happen again, though. Um, List the character deaths in the order they happen in the episode. Ooh, not starting up strong, Artie. Let me me do it, though, because I wrote it down. I didn't have to do it from memory. Let me try to do it from memory. I'm sure I can. First is Shirley. Mm -hmm. Then is the Dean. Then is Jeff. Then is Annie, Britta. Then Chang. Yeah. Did I miss anybody? No, I think you got everyone. Yeah, okay. Um, which three movies are referenced in Jeff and the Dean's character names? Joseph Gordon references so many movies. Yeah. Um, Die Hard, obviously. What is Sir Riggs? Riggs. Riggs, I don't know is, Riggs uh, is. Riggs is a Lethal Weapon. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, what, was it three? Yeah. So I don't really have a specific answer for Joseph Gordon, but I imagine mm-hmm. like it's just Joseph Gordon Lovett. Um, which right? character from the first D and D episode is memorialized on Abed's map? 
It's Pierce. There's like a Hawthorne something or other. Nice. Something on the map is called Hawthorne something. Okay. Um, I didn't see the map well enough to know if there was like a memorial. They say it out loud too, so maybe they're thinking of something else. Yeah, because there is like a Hawthorne's Ridge or whatever. Yeah. Um, if you guys have already asked each other these questions, I can only apologize. Looking forward yeah. to hearing well, your thoughts on the episode. Enough. Hope you have a great week ahead, Artie. Um, they Thanks spelled apologize another... the UK way, so Lil will be a fan of. Thanks for uh, another knockout email, Artie. Yeah, that's great. But now, now you've listened to all our episodes, so you know how these things go. We've become invested in listeners and then been burned by them many times. I'm talking MJ. Where's mm-hmm. he been? I'm talking Tim Tam. What's that little scamp been up to? So I really want to be invested in you as a new friend of the show, Artie, but I feel like you'll just fade away like the rest of them do. We've only got like 16 weeks left, so I mean, you don't have a ton <laughs> it's of not time that to long to around. Yeah. But I have a feeling that a couple weeks from now we're going to be saying, where's Artie? Yeah. I hope what if MJ? I hope MJ comes back for the last episode. MJ's like, I've been emailing you for every <laughs> episode. What happened? We had we had him on the show. We had MJ on the show. It flew too close to the sun. Yeah. Um, we were just answers. so eager because like somebody really likes us. Yeah. Uh, Chang, you got all the. Yeah. people dying in the right order looper diehard and lethal weapon so he is looper for looper. joseph gordon love yeah. okay um sure. number three was brutalitops is well, given a memorial bridge looper bruce willis and joseph gordon levitt play different versions of the same person yeah and what was the last one was it hawthorne was all right no brutalitops had a memorial brutalitops, bridge. the magician we're not allowed to talk about him <laughs> that was chang's oh I am Brutalitops, the magician. The magician. That? And that's all from Artie. Thanks, Artie. Thank you, Artie. Um, our next email is from Hope our daddy. Daddy. Um, daddy says, uh, hi, guys. And what daddy says goes. Right. Um, hope all is Hi. well. This episode yeah. has some great moments, particularly Hickey's interrogation of the Hobgoblins, played by mm-hmm. Abed. It was great to see fabulous Neil in the background. Enjoy, communities. Matt. Thanks. Um, trivia. We will. Okay. What is the name of the mountain Abed's story begins with? Oh. Oh, shoot. Oh, it was like, shoot. I think it starts with a B. I thought it was Rage. Or like Maybe. Fire, I fire Mountain, Rage Mountain. I don't remember. That's Destruction a good Mountain. I don't remember. Yeah. B. B. Balthazar. Balt. Bal- Balto. Okay, Zach's Baldo. going with Baldo. Baldo Mountain. I'm Baldo Mountain, Baldo final, Mountain. Answer. final um, answer. When was the bridge constructed? The third age. Yeah. Not the fourth. Not the fourth. Not the golden. Um, who's the last to die in the game? That was Chang. Yeah. Dingleberry. Because he was the first in the first one. Yeah. I feel like is why they did that. Um, answers. Number one was Rage Smash. Mountain. Not Baldo. Not Baldo. Uh, we'll check that. Yeah. I think... We might yeah. be right on that one. Uh, two, the third the age, and then Chang's Can Dingleberry. Three for three for Papa. Okay, Pops. We did... Uh, That's the emails. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Let's move right into Stephen and I's preferred <laughs> favorite funny moments. Did you write a lot down this time? Um, I got not as many as I actually laughed at because I was too busy watching the episode and sure. I was enthralled. But, um, let's go rapid fire. Let's do it. 
Uh, fabulous Neil, of course, but specifically that he's walking around doing this and that in the background as he's being talked about. Yeah, that's good. Thing. I loved good. the Dean uh, reading the character sheets. That was really funny. What specifically? When he gets like what choked up. Oh, the, the bond between, between father and son. Between father and a son. Uh, I've got a lot of Dean, a lot of Deans on my funny moments list. Just yeah. him yelling, father! <laughs> um, I liked uh, when they were... Uh, I don't remember what led up to it, but I think Chang was the one who was like, Times Square? <laughs> no, he says, well, you know where my dad was a lot of that time? Something that it rhymes, rhymes with, with not, not there. there. Times Time Square? Square. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really put, good. this is another Dean line. This is when they're being attacked by like flying spiders or mm-hmm. something. He says, I will not scoop you with the catalog and let you outside this day. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Um, I liked when... Uh, <laughs> they did the fist bump, and he, like, knocked on his hand three Just times. Just like his dad. Yeah, that was really That's funny. That's what Hickey does. Uh, the whole thing of the scene where where the dean is writing letters. Oh, my God. And rolling them up, using his shirt to tie it up, and, and <laughs> Abed throwing them in the trash <laughs> when he rolls for it every time. Uh, very good. And then the dean just all – oh, my God. They get so much, like – low-key really blue material out of rubbing the hilt and oh and yeah just the the dean talking about and every night i rub and think of you and i hope that <laughs> one day you'll be rubbing too i just think it's so funny it's so funny stuff like that that's so dirty but told in a kind yeah. of classy way just makes me laugh so hard i thought it was hilarious that uh hank was singing like the sky spider like song and <laughs> yes. like with abed not even in there like he like they were committed that's just him well that's he's really him. into the game yeah he takes it seriously i've got two more uh the dean's death scene mm-hmm. very good all mostly because of the sound effects and and just the how the character of the dean leans into the dramatics he's like that character in in this episode uh, he just really leans into the dramatics of the situation, and I think it's really funny. Yeah. I love the whole like fight scene that comes afterwards, but especially I wrote down when Chang's like, Troll sound! That's my last one. Both troll noise, and then troll he noise, says, Dingleberry yeah. smash! <laughs> it was really funny. Super funny. That's what you got? Yeah, that's what I got. All right, so let's get into it. You've said you really love this episode. Mm-hmm. How does it compare to the first one? We... It, we, we can, I think the first one might be my favorite of the whole show, Zach. Yeah, I think they're different enough to where you don't have to have that conversation, mm-hmm. but it's important not to. Uh, what what makes the is it just because the first one did it first, or are there things that the first one did better? I think there are things that the first one did better. I think there are things that this one does better. I think the first I, one. I agree. The first one for me is on a very grand scale. It feels like life and death are at stake. While they're just at the table yeah. for the most part. Um, and I think having, like, Pierce is this villain, mm-hmm. that there is a good and there is a bad, where in this one there's two different sides. And and the villain is purely within the game. Yeah. So it's not like a threat within the people, really. Exactly. Although, all of the things that I can say that, like, maybe aren't my favorite about this episode compared to the first one... I am likewise glad that they just didn't do the same thing again. Mm-hmm. I like, agree. I, I like the idea that even though I kind of wish they had just been sitting around a table the whole episode, I kind of like that they were like, well, let's not just do that again. Yeah. Let's put everyone in two separate rooms and see what happens. Well, and, um, and where I think that this episode shines is I think that this episode is more realistic to what it feels like to play a really fun game of Dungeons & Dragons. 
You think so? I think so. I think this one is a lot more like game savvy. Like there's a lot more like uh, strategy used. I think in the fight especially, it's really funny like having them use their different attacks, and then Abed being like, "You're out of, you're out of that." So you got to do something. You're out else. of throwing and, like, stars. And I think that Abed really has to shine a lot more as a dungeon master in this episode. I think you'd be surprised if you went back and watched the first one again how much of the same is still on display in that one. Mm-hmm. But Abed certainly does shine in this episode, especially in moments where. He, he in the first one, he's so serious about the game. Mm-hmm. In this one, he's both serious about the game and very defensive of what it means and, yeah. and how important the game is and being partial is. And that side of Abed's Dungeon Master, I really like in this episode. Um, I was trying... There's one other thing. We should get into the thing. Mm-hmm. But there, there was one other thing I was trying to think of. It's not... Oh, obviously... The biggest thing that I think this episode does right, and then we'll start, is putting the Dean in putting the Putting the goddamn Dean in it. Brilliant. Brilliant. Okay, let's dig into the episode. It's a great episode. Uh, hey, Zach. Yes. Yeah, I'm not screen sharing with you. Well, that, but we also skipped... Uh... Oh, my God, we did! Yeah. I skipped it entirely. That's what I thought you were getting into when We've you asked what I thought about the episode. way too far, because we usually do that before the favorite uh-huh. funny moment. Guys, it is time. We cannot waste a second. We're already 45 minutes in this thing. The days of the hour and 20 minute last <laughs> <I know. laughs> week episode are far behind us. Everyone, it's time to finally find out. Did, I know you've been wondering, Steven, watch the episode Did Steven this watch week. the episode this week? If you're trying to sound like Dick, if you're trying to sound like a comedian doing, if you're trying to sound like Dick Van Dyke doing the Cockney accent, you've got it. I don't think anyone actually walks the streets of of, of East London. Have you ever been to Cock? I guess we've got now, Stephen. I think we've got to have Artie on the show or to record us a little. I really hope Artie on the show is like, well, Governor, oh, hello, I'm a big fan. I am. You know, that was a little bit more like, I'm just kidding, I, I don't know the regional accent. I did not ask for, for input. <laughs> I have, some, feet, I have some notes. Three, two, are you ready? Do you feel ready? <laughs> oh, I think feel? I'm not going to do great, but I'll go for it. Okay. Three, two, one, go. Hickey's son won't let him come to the, to the baby's birthday, so they're all going to play some D&D to get the boys together. Um, the Dean's gonna join this time, Chang's there too. They start playing the game, they split up the different factions to kill this necromancer, because Daddy and Son just can't agree. They have to switch up all the characters. The Dean is Jeff's son, and he loves and wants to find him back, writes him letters, the Hawk brings him after Stop. a roll. You got a lot in there, and I would have been more happy if you got less, but got to the end of yeah. the Dean and his son, if you, or not of the Dean, of Hickey and his son, if you were able to tell that full story. Mm-hmm. Um... We've got this bad habit, both of us, of, like, really stalling out the gate lately on this. I think that's a B. Almost a B minus, but I do think I'm going to curve up to a B. Well, thanks. I love Because these grades don't mean shit. It's just whatever I'm feeling when it's time to say something. What did you say? I said I love a good curve up. 
Okay, let's not curve anymore. Let's let's actually get into the episode. Let's do it. It starts with a really funny joke that has nothing to do with Dungeons and Dragons. The the insurance joke when yeah. he's like, guys, we need to talk about insurance. What about it? The school needs some. <laughs> and like Chang has a guy on the street that he can get insurance from. <laughs> and Hickey's reacting to not being invited to the birthday party, but when he like huffs and gruffs, Chang's like, What, you better than street insurance? <laughs> I think it's a funny joke yeah. to start off the episode. Uh, I'm noticing as we get into the season just how integral to the season Hickey truly is. Yeah. Uh, I love the character. He is a character that can uh, start the plot of an episode just as well as any other character is. Well, and I think because Hickey is utilized as more than just a, like, he's filling a seat role, it makes you forget that Pierce and Troy aren't there anymore. Because, honestly, Hickey's being used better than Pierce was the last two seasons he was on the show. Now, is that the show's fault, or is that how much the actor was willing to to uh, commit to the show? You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. You know, like, maybe you have... it's both. It's probably both. But certainly it seems like Hickey's disposition, the type of person he is, and how that can be useful and how it can be grading, they use that really well, and they've told good stories with it so far mm-hmm. that we haven't seen since like the first two seasons with Pierce. And even then, Pierce was always so much the goofball that it's a different kind of or chevy was such a goofball that they're telling different stories of this type of guy and i like yeah. him a lot so very quickly hickey mentions that his son that he is estranged from that he isn't getting invited to this birthday party not the gay son he gets that one it's this he other that one. one he doesn't get that one uh he's really into dungeons and dragons and of course the study group lights up very quickly to do a sequel episode because they've played dungeons and dragons before uh, i like the little disagreement with Jeff and Abed, where Abed, and I like him being the voice of reason, he's like, does everyone think we we saved someone? <laughs> or do you think we almost made a guy kill himself? Yeah. And that adds to the great Neil joke. But I just love that Abed is the voice of reason here. Of Do you guys really think we fixed yeah. the problem there? Or did we create a huge one and then fix it? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Neil being in the background of this shot. Charlie Coon showing up just for this visual joke. It's very, very funny. Very funny. I like it. The idea that an episode can be so invested in this character a couple seasons ago. And yeah, he's just, he shows up when he needs yeah. to. Yeah. <laughs> he's doing some stuff. Glad he didn't kill himself. Abed's line about pulling off a satisfying sequel is straight like Dan to us. Yeah. Saying like, well, yeah, doing a sequel is always hard and never goes the right way. But if it is the right way this time, that makes me better than everybody. Let's do it. <laughs> Which is absolutely where Dan Harmon's head is, I yeah. think. And we've seen so that through it, this show. Rick and Morty, you know, he yeah. always points out, hey, I'm doing a sequel and I'm going to do it great. It's agreed. They're not wasting any time. They're, the episode wastes no time. We're getting right into the Dungeons & Dragons game. The first episode of this did that too, but it's in a different way this time. Yeah, but I like it. I'll decide quickly. And then all of a sudden, the Dean is just standing there the whole time. He had been standing there. And as they agree to play a game, he's like, oh, you know, it's short notice, but I'll be there. <laughs> no one was really expecting him to come or, or be there right then or to be a part of it. Uh, and then we get a new theme song sequence, and it, it wasn't until this time... I, I thought it was boring because in the first one, we get the rewrite of the entire cootie catcher. We get the new pictures for everybody. But this one, it's it, it's more and more setting in how much they're setting up for this to be very Tolkien-inspired. Yeah. This to be a very, very Lord, Lord of, the of the Rings adventure, a different side of Dungeons & Dragons mm-hmm. than we got last time. Last time, we got a very medieval – not that 
Lord of the Rings isn't in its own way, but a, a different kind of medieval vibe, Last Dungeons yeah. and Dragons. This one's a lot more creature-focused. Mm-hmm. I see now the Kick Puncher poster. You were going to ask me to say it was directed by Kim Yang. Mm-hmm. So Love let's talk about David Cross. David Yay! Cross is cast as Hank. Hickey's a strange son. Obviously, I don't know how big of a David Cross fan I actually am. I haven't watched a lot of his stand-up, and I, I know that he goes some... Alvin and the some, Chipmunks? <laughs> I know that he goes some tough places in his stand-up that might like make me cringe a little bit. But obviously arrested development was like my first favorite tv show of all time and tobias was my favorite character for the longest time yeah so iconic and david cross is such an iconic comedic performer and i think when this episode first aired i was a little bit disappointed by how like not quirky and funny he was Mm -hmm. in the episode but i've grown to appreciate it a lot more i think he actually gives a really great really grounded performance uh, it used to make me think, well, it could have just been anyone then. But I think David Cross really does shine in this episode in a different way than he's usually asked to when he comes on to be in a show for a week. Well, because I think you have to understand how to be funny to be not funny and still funny. You know, how to yes. not be joking. And he's he's got it because he's such a clown of a character when he's Tobias or when he's like playing the villain and having the chipmunks. Yeah. And so he knows how to be serious the two things that you know david cross from yes (laughs) he's also on uh one of those shows which one did was he like a guest on a lot or not a guest but like a recurring character in the sketches tim and eric is he in some of those probably i don't know of that much he and Bob Odenkirk had their own sketch that's what i'm thinking of mr show i've watched mr show i like mr show uh, something I like about this episode is it immediately when they're passing out the character sheets, Hank clocks what they're trying to do. Yeah. Uh, obviously, he and his dad are a father and son character. Uh, they're trying to be be brought back together. Abed is setting up the, the situation of the necromancer. So it's clear that Abed isn't exactly uh, the one orchestrating all this. He's just happy to have an excuse to play yeah. a game of Dungeons & Dragons. And, okay, so we get the, oh, that's what I love about role-playing games, <laughs> being told exactly what to do, which is a funny joke in a lot of ways. It's funny because of the way that Dean reacts to it. Yeah. And it's funny because it's kind of, Dungeons & Dragons is presented by community is a lot more Dungeon Master-led, mm-hmm. and it makes, it's a funny joke because in the actual game Dungeons & Dragons, which Hank has played before, yeah. the Dungeon Master isn't telling you exactly what no. you need to do and where you need to go. Uh, so I think that's a funny joke in a lot of ways. It it's is. a good nerd joke. Joseph Gordon Die Hard and Sir Riggs Die Hard might be my two favorite community D&D character names. It's really good. Hank clocks what's going on immediately, like as soon as the, the names are read. Yeah. And I thought it was really funny how everyone's like, no. And, and the Dean, who's just having a good time to be there, who's just having a good time and happy to be there, he's like, no. What? What? Like he's just having a good time. <laughs> So Hank makes the decision to just take everyone's character sheets, reshuffle them, redistribute them, and thank God that he does it because it adds to some really, really fun dynamics. Oh, yeah. So now Hank is Tristram Steelheart, uh, of course, named after community director Tristram Shapiro. I think that's a good good little thing. They're all just going around introducing themselves. This is one of those episodes that needs to be seen more than it needs to be described because a lot of it is the sound effects, yeah. the 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 star of these Dungeons and Dragons episodes, what makes them more special than just about any episode of television is that 
they build this world that you can see and feel without seeing anything. It's all done with sound and with description and with 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 cutting from shot to shot quickly of the action that's what i think these episodes what makes them so special yeah is that you can see the adventure just like you can when you play a game like this without seeing anything but your friends in the room around you so good we get the reveal that now jeff and dean our father and son jeff being the the daddy (laughs) boy and the dean being his son sir riggs i love his voice you're right jim rash does such a good job of like with his hand motions and the way he reads it, that he's like reading and reacting to it in real time. Yeah, it, it looks like he's like a prepared it for piece the first of dialogue. Time. He's he's like okay, I he he reads it in a way that I would if I was reading my character yeah. sheet for the first time, and it's really funny. You already mentioned it. Him tearing up over the bond between father and son. Him just being so into him and Jeff being father and son. We're <laughs> to the point in Community where you would think after a while the dean pining over jeff would be grating that we'd be sick of it but they always find new weirder vaguer ways to do it that just makes it get funnier and funnier yeah we're a handful of episodes away from five cans of olives which is just one of the best things oh in the my entire God. show somehow they managed to still make this work even though it's a, a very obvious joke to make that the dean would be so excited to be jeff's son in this yeah huzzah so it's set up what they're supposed to do, but Hank is what? Pretty much sabotaging the game. Yeah, the he's like, well, beginning. I'm going to go the opposite way that everyone else is going. Yeah. Do you like Hank? Do you think he's a good dude? He is a hard ass. I like that. He's a lot like his dad. He's a hard yeah, ass. He's he is, not and just, that's why they butt he's heads He's just going to so go much. the opposite way. Yeah. But I also I understand being like, listen, you guys don't understand. I spent my entire life of him being a shitty dad. He doesn't get to just decide that he's entitled to anything. He wasn't in my life, and I don't want him in my son's life. I'm just so realizing how great the father-son story they tell in this episode is. I can't quite relate to that dynamic that they have, but you know from listening to the podcast, me Mm -hmm. and Steven got daddy issues. Yeah. Uh, uh, I can relate to resenting someone so hard Mm -hmm. can turn you into what you resent about the other person. Sure. And I think they tell a really good... Uh, uh, slight, subtle story about that in this episode that maybe Hank is just, like, at least Hickey's, like, reaching out and, like, wanting to make a change. Of course, Hank's frustration is is well-suited mm-hmm. and he's to feel that way, but also maybe there's 20 years of distance from it or what. I don't know. It's a really interesting and complicated issue yeah that all of a sudden this character played by david cross that we've never met before we know everything we need to know about this dynamic so fast i feel like I think this they do a great is job like the full realization of like the equivalent like the trailer we got with Annie's brother saying i was a kid you know mm-hmm. and there's a lot of stuff there we don't know we're only showing what Annie was telling us originally, but then we learn more. Here, we're seeing there's a a lot of layers beneath this, like, well, Hickey wants to go to his grandkid's birthday party. He should be able to see his grandkid on their birthday. But we didn't know, okay, well, Hickey wasn't there for his kid at all. His son and him don't have a relationship. He doesn't want him there, you know? So, yeah. He's really off on all this. This is where we get the flame in, in, in uh, Hank's eyes. It's really cool. It's great. Annie, is it? Yeah, try- yeah, because he burns Hector. Annie is trying to help him because uh, uh, he's just being flippant and going away from the rest of the group. But Annie's trying to like yes and and Do help him get out of the jam he got himself into. Hank, after Hank from Breaking Bad. 
That's funny. Mm-hmm. That was my I don't know. I didn't even think about that. Maybe. Clever, clever. So he Dressed burns up leather. Hector. He, this is fun because they're playing with more people that know, you're right, that know the spells that he can just yeah. pull at the beginning of the game. He can just do whatever he wants. Everyone else is kind of like waiting to learn what is at their disposal yeah. before they start using well, it. Well, but we even see, even the study group is a lot more experienced than they were. They know to look at their character sheet and see spells. They know like, oh, I can do this. They're like, oh, well. Later on, we'll get when Shirley dies, Annie knows to like loot the other players yeah. for their items when they die. I'm sure that that was a, a, a very determined effort Mm-hmm. To say, well, these people aren't playing it all the time, but they played it successfully last exactly. time. Exactly. So they learned, learned something. That? Yeah. What's going on in the world of the story here? In the world of Dungeons um, so and the bridge is burning up. Abed's trying to see if everyone can hang on and like not fall, but Jeff's like, actually, think about the strength of the bridge. And Abed being within the world is like, oh, you're right. This bridge actually isn't that strong. It collapses immediately, regardless of how dexterous you are. And they all fall into the water. Mm-hmm. That's one of our first great Dean reactions when we see him. Uh, uh, is this when do we see him here? No, not, not, not yet. quite yet. There's a point in a little bit where he gasps out of the water. First, we got some father-son fighting. Uh, Hickey, I really like. Hmm, I really like the development of Hickey's character in this episode. Mm-hmm. That how stubborn he is for the for the concept of actually playing this game in a different way than the characters were in the first episode, and he might never actually fully come around to. Playing. he's always like crotchety and yeah and and off put by all of it so i like that he just can't even put he can't even put aside what what's really going on he has to yell at his son about the birthday party because that's what's on his mind he doesn't care about this game that was just an excuse to get everybody together he's not gonna like wait around for the right time to say something yeah he just says what's going on and hank's like of course because i don't know it's it's a good scene. well and, and here's where i I agree with Hank is that, you know, he's like, I didn't invite you because I wanted to be like a happy affair. I didn't want it to be a fight. Didn't want it to be this. I was just Ugh. saying the other day, like, I know for a fact I'm not going to invite every person I'm ever related to and known to my wedding. Like, yeah. I don't feel like anyone's entitled to anything, you know. That is... Sorry, Mom! I <laughs> You're not getting the invite. <laughs> you didn't make the cut. <laughs> no, I completely agree, and it's hard. It's hard because of like fam- familial expectations mm-hmm. and learning what is actually important to you and what is like guilted upon to you and when it is right to put what you actually want aside mm-hmm. for that familial guilt and learning also when it's okay to be assertive and yeah. say, I want to have fun at this party so I'm inviting the people that are going to be fun or this member of the family like saying what you say, because mm-hmm. uh, I have similar things. This member of the family, if they're at, this is like my day, mm-hmm. and if they're at the thing, I'm gonna be stressed or mad yeah. about that. So I'm not gonna do that. Totally. That should be more accepted than it is. And you're right. It it, it it's a very real issue that they have here. Mm-hmm. And the episode does a whole great job throughout of showing that there's no easy solution to this issue. Yeah. A, a game of Dungeons and Dragons will not fix doesn't fix it. Yeah. Yeah. But it, at least it can be a common ground, which is what I like. Yeah. I even like that this is the first episode in a while that Jeff has tried to stand up, make some speeches, tried to lead a conversation and this is a time when he actually like, well, speaking from experience, I can try to help, but they even like he's putting his foot in his mouth. Yeah. 
He's like getting in the way of anything ever actually happening. This is when we get the great gasp from from the dean as he's <gasps> coming up from the water. Father, Father! Uh, I love that. Abed is asked to help in the situation. He's like, no, I wouldn't be a good dungeon master if I helped. You guys are now separate from each other. The the father and son can't just be forced to be together to work out their problems. That's not the game. He'd be a bad dungeon master if he pulled the strings for that to work. So now they have to keep playing separate from each other. Hank tries to call it quits. Yeah. What do you he's think like, about you know that? what? That's cool. See ya. This obviously sucks. But then Hickey, he's like, okay, I'll try. <laughs> and it, but it, But he makes a bet out of it. And not a good bet. This is such an unhealthy bet that they make off of this. Oh, it's bad. Uh, that if if Hickey finds the necromancer first, he gets to go to the birthday party. I like his line. He's like, we'll settle this like men or whatever you call the guys that play this. Yeah. That's a good Hickey line. And if and if Hank wins, he won't go to the party. But Hank adds also, you won't go to Christmas and you won't go to Aunt Rachel's Thanksgiving. Uh, I definitely definitely relate to the you don't even go to that i would if you weren't there yeah sure i relate to that stuff man jonathan banks does a great job in this episode Mm -hmm. too the way he delivers some of that okay fine when you can tell that there's so much that he wants to say or like so many angry thoughts coming up in his head he's like i'm uh, okay yeah do this i'm we're gonna win father and son are split up in two ways (laughs) I will find you as the door slams. <laughs> I love the Dean in this episode. We said it already, yeah. but that's one of the best decisions this episode makes. It's another great D&D episode, but the topic at the center of it is really heavy. Mm-hmm. And the show doesn't really get to stray too far away from the heaviness. Uh, Pierce being a villain in the first one also added to some really silly yeah. goofs around him being the villain. This episode's so heavy, the Dean being there and the the father-son storyline being mirrored by Jeff and the Dean's father-son storyline is really the levity that this episode needs. It is. It was so smart. I even thought when uh, Hickey, to go back to Jonathan Banks doing such a good job, when he says... If any of you fail, if we lose this, I'm going to punch each of you in the heart. It's a funny, like, alpha male line, like, pro-masculine, like, super jacked. Like, I'm going to punch you in the heart. But the way that he says it shows that that's, like, him saying that his feelings are in this. Yeah, he's he's like, this is really important to me. Yeah, but he doesn't say stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I think Jonathan Banks does a great job in this episode. Yeah, he does. Okay, after a commercial break... They're they're split up and they're kind of like looking to to survive basically right. Mm-hmm. They're they're taking stock of the supplies that they have, mostly dead horse meat. <laughs> um, they're building a fire, but Hickey isn't trying to play that game. He's trying to go find the necromancer. He doesn't understand that. I don't know. They can't just go start guns blazing because if they don't have any stuff or any skills, they're just gonna get their ass handed to them the yeah. first time. So he's not willing to just sit back and wait. Uh, and also, here in a second, we get a really good Abed speech that I like a lot too, Hickey. Uh, Hickey isn't separating himself from the character yeah. that he's playing in this game, which is very important for a game like this. He's talking about, I didn't scamper through the jungles of Nicaragua. Uh, I, I'm leaving. I'll, I'll fake rest when I'm fake dead. <laughs> That's when they're found by some hobgoblins. Hobgoblins. Which is going to lead to our first real fight sort of of the episode our first combat um they they go to fight <laughs> hickey punches him in the heart but he misses and he falls down uh the hobgoblins come on them and 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 not come not, <laughs> uh, come on them yeah come at them charge on so them. the hobgoblins just burst out of the hob walls with their big old hob dicks <laughs> and just shoot and shirley tries to cast a spell 
uh, which works, but she gets shot in the process. They end up scaring away the hobgoblins by attacking them. The hobgoblins don't like their odds. They leave, but Shirley does not make it. What an injustice to kill off Shirley, what, eight minutes into the episode, ten minutes into the episode? Yeah, I, uh, I don't like And it. not only that, like I said, she's the only character that dies, that, like, gets up and leaves and yeah. isn't in the rest of the episode anymore. She's just gone. That sucks. It really sucks. And even this episode kind of makes it clear that the characters dying and in which order they die is less of a meaningful thing mm-hmm. than it was in the first episode. Why couldn't they just evolve? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Shirley could have died Shirley in that could montage have been injured. At the end, and the Dean, yes. And the Dean could have been that big death in the middle of the episode. Yeah. I don't know. This just feels like, okay, let's get Shirley out of here. Mm-hmm. And this is where Abed gives a speech to Hickey that I really like. Hickey says, I've punched about a thousand hearts in my <laughs> lifetime and I've never missed. And Abed puts it up to him. Well, have you ever been a three-foot monster in two-foot grass going after something seven-foot tall? You got to take this seriously like your son does. Yeah. He, I don't know. I deliver it. I love the kind of snarky, I respect the process of this game Abed that comes out throughout oh, yeah. this episode. It's I think great. it's really special. I like Annie's line of, I take a moment to mourn my friend before rifling through her belongings. <laughs> That's kind of how it is in games like that, too. Like, even, like, to the video games that are around, like, you know, like Skyrim or something like that, is sometimes, you know, you just gotta loot the body. Abed goes to the other room to let the people uh, remaining on the other side play a little bit. What is Hank's angle here? Is he still trying to hurt his... Well, now he's... No, he he's... heals. Yeah. He heals Britta. What's his angle? For healing Britta? Yeah. She's in his party. He's He's got to get them to the tower to win. He knows okay. Okay. he can't get there with a dead Britta. Yeah. And the other people in the room are kind of villainizing him, Hank, because of their care for Hickey. But here is when he has a little moment to explain, like, what's, like, to everybody... Like, sure, you get this. You see that he's all sad about not being invited to this party. But what about all of my life when he wasn't that... Yeah, you you can't just turn around. It doesn't work like that. And the Times Square joke is really funny. But I really like the the stuff in this episode about that. It's really, really good. Like it. Flying Ugh, my white arachnids, sky spiders with eagle wings. Nothing would scare me more than that. <laughs> the Dean. I love his dramatics. I love that he's the character more than the rest of them. Yeah. That says his dialogue in a way as if it's really happening. That really mimes the actions that are happening. Well, he's uh, bought he's in. Not, yeah, he well, he's bought in because Jeff is his daddy. Mm-hmm. He's gonna get a hug or something later if he if he keeps up like <laughs> this. And he's just here to have a good time. The dean is a fun hang and deserves to be invited to stuff more often. Yeah. Uh, so he's like standing up to the to the sky spiders, but uh, uh, Hank knows a little bit more about the sky spiders. There's no need to be scared of them. He knows how to speak to them. And he shows the spiders that they're not a threat. It's good to have someone in your party that knows this kind of stuff and knows when you need to pick a fight and when you do not need to pick a fight. Mm-hmm. I love the moment here. You mentioned it earlier. Chang says, you made that sky spider your bitch, yo, and puts his fist out for a fist bump. <laughs> and Hank does it the exact same way that his dad did it to Britta earlier in the season, which I think is cool. <laughs> 
So now it's just going to be a game of cat and mouse uh, yeah. going back and forth. Not a lot to say about these, but it's really fun. These are the scenes that are really worth going and paying attention to all the sounds, to the quick dialogue, to to see what they see as they're playing the game. Really fun. They're just trying to fight who's going to win first, uh, but soon it's not going to become a who's going to get to the necromancer first. <laughs> it's going to be how can we get the other father and son in this team back together. Yeah. But first we get the hickey hobgoblin thing. Which they is need great. to get some mention they need to get some information out of a hobgoblin. Uh, what is Hickey trying to... They're trying to learn where the necromancer is. And they might have this information, right? Is that what's going on? Yeah, it's great because, like, Hickey's like, all right, you know what? I can't... I'm not the myself that I know, but here's what I know I can do. I can interrogate yeah. someone. And it's really fun to watch both of them, Abed and Hickey. Like, obviously, Abed is the showier performance here, so he's who you pay attention to. But it's fun to watch both of them invest in this especially hickey who has to do a little bit more like letting his logic part of his brain step to the side to do something like this yeah uh, i think it's really fun it's awesome uh, the way that hickey gets the two characters that abed is playing to pit against each other to to build this this web of lies about the wedding and and one's feelings for the other's wife and i don't know it's a great it's great <laughs> I love Hickey's line, oh, that famous goblin loyalty. I could never t- put a wedge between you and some guy you work with. <laughs> he really escalates it, like, even just from, like, going from, oh, well, he didn't like the food. Oh, he didn't like your toast. Oh, well, he doesn't approve your relationship. Oh, well, she's the one who you really want to <laughs> be with. Yeah. It's great. It works. He, I don't <laughs> know why being cucked like this by some <laughs> dude makes him give information away. But he does. Now we get a really fun sequence. How do you feel about David Cross singing the song? I love it. think it's cool? I think it's hilarious. I almost feel like it's a little bit out of place. And let me tell you why. Because Hank's not having fun. He was trying to quit just a few moments ago. He's invested in the game, but he doesn't know these people. I still don't think he's, like, actively having fun. He's just, like, See, trying I think to get to the next point. When the dean out of character. went for the Sky Spiders, that was his moment. He's like, no, they're more afraid of us than we are of them. Noble Sky Spider. You know, like he's he's, he's just showing in. off. Okay. They're they're in the world now. It becomes the perfect soundtrack for for oh, the Dean story that we're about to get here. What does Abed tell them there that they're starting to get closer the to the The Sky tower? Spiders have taken them as long as they are like their very complex religion allows. Oh, I just saw the Brutalitops bridge. We're getting the moment where the Dean is writing a letter to his father. How many hours since I've seen you? How many real hours since I've gone pee? <laughs> I just love it. We're, we're learning more about the two halves of a sword that father and son share in this and, and what maybe could happen uh, if, they, if they both rub it off. They both rub themselves off at the same time. I send a word on wings of sparrows. And I love that he literally tears off a part of it. Because you see that in movies all the time. But then he genuinely tears off a piece of his real real world shirt to give to Abed. And he's been doing this for a while. It's not the first time. (laughs) Yeah, the shirt is is so funny. The way this is shot, as Abed like shaking his head no, Abed says the odds are nearly impossible. But that's good enough for me. And then Abed, like, sighs, rolls the dice, it's a no, and he throws one of, like, 20 letters away. (laughs) This is so dirty. This is so gay. If they both rub their halves of the sword at the same time, twin beacons of light will reveal our locations. So if they rub until they come, they can see each other. You know, he has that like old season one headshot <laughs> of Jeff that he just has on him and he unfolds looking at his father while he rubs. 
way he just acts out the motion. Jim Rash is just the best. It's so good. I like it's outrageous that they can do this, but it works. It's hilarious. And it it's one of those moments that I don't know, did we feel lesser about this episode when it came out just because of how good the first one was and how impossible it is to match that? Maybe because I think this is that great. moment shines as much as anything it yeah. does in the first episode. I like the first episode better. I do think it's a better episode, but they still had some stuff to squeeze out of the D and D idea, and mm-hmm. they do a lot of cool stuff with it in this episode. Uh it's up there. I, I haven't man, I don't know what my top five bottom whatever of the season is going to shake like, out is to this my favorite of the season or is it my number three wow. like i have no idea it could be exactly exactly and we're not done yet we still have more episodes mm. that i like at least one yeah gi jeff, like jeff i'm ready to revisit it but i don't have a lot of love for gi joe so oh. we'll see where that goes and then the two-part season finale is not one of my favorites mm. But maybe I'll change my mind. I certainly enjoyed this one even more than I thought I did. Yeah. Uh, so so Abed rolls another time for the letter and is so sure that it's going to come up no that he almost doesn't even look. And then he double takes and realizes that, yes, a sparrow lands on Riggs' diehard shoulder. Zach. And I like at this point, yeah. There's what? something I wanted to talk about when we were recording this episode. Yeah, go ahead. There is a TikTok account that I watch their video oh every day. Okay. And it's called Roll for Sandwich. And it's where this guy, he's like, hello, D&D TikTok and beyond. And he literally has like a sheet with different options. And he rolls a different sided die for each item That's on the funny. sandwich. And like sometimes they're really good. And sometimes he gets like they're really bad. anchovies and marshmallow puff. Yeah. Like it could be, but he like eats it every time. But it's really entertaining, and it, I always think that's of really D&D. funny. Yeah. That's really cute. It's really cute. So like, like people like send him in different dye to use and like stuff like that. It's really cool. So I like the idea that so Jeff finally gets a note, and all it says is I say I rub my sword, right? <laughs> so I like that the dean has written like twenty letters to Jeff. A lot of them like really deep and and emotional <laughs> and, and long. And after he's done so many of them, he's like, just say the thing. Yeah. And he keeps sending them, and it finally gets through. And all he has to say is, I rub my sword's hilt to Abed. And all of a sudden, it happens. The beam of light. It's happening. <laughs> of course, the Dean is rubbing his sword at the same time. He always is. He always is. I like the visual of the light beams as they find each other. So it's not going to be the race to finish that they thought it was. They don't have a, any chance to do this separate from each other. The groups are going to meet back up. Which, but it which might shows how well Abed has orchestrated this whole thing, where even when they thought Abed's not in control, this is going south, Abed always had them getting back there at the same time and doing this. He knows what's going on. The plan was always for groups to separate and, and have a have a, have a a reason to get back together. Mm-hmm. David Cross, one of his funniest moments, and he really, it's a lot of low-key funny stuff that he gets to do instead of his usual over-the-top stuff, when he's picking for the popcorn in his teeth in the middle of a really serious <laughs> speech. That's another thing I'm sure that's true of playing D&D. You're, like, giving a real, we're about to go into battle, but you've got, like, the Mountain Dew birds. Yeah. <laughs> do the do. So the groups are back together, or about to be back together, and it's looking like a fight. A war is brewing, and we're about to get a really good, really epic Dungeons & Dragons battle sequence that they do. I think this is so smart. It's so funny. It like, because when you have these things, when you're playing these games, it's all make-believe, it's all pretend, but you take it so seriously. And it's really yeah, funny like right to see there. it acted out like, because normally when you play the game, one person mm-hmm. says something, you roll. Okay, that worked. The next, but this, they're like, 
they're eliminating that aspect of it because they're taking it so seriously. They're in the world now. While mm-hmm. Abed is still frantically rolling the dice to see what hits, what doesn't. It's so funny. And like so I'm well sure edited. in real life when you're playing, like you maybe not over a father and son dynamic like this, but you genuinely start to get mad at the other yeah. people for doing certain things. I like here, uh, Hank says something bad about Hickey while he's hyping up his team and, and Chang just looks to the side and spits on the floor when he mentions Hickey. <laughs> I think this is a really funny moment. It's amazing. I'm really glad that Chang is a part of this episode too. Yeah. <laughs> Rise, brave, sweet Dingleberry. Rise. So they arrive at the tower, both parties, and it's gonna be a, they're going to fight each other to get to the end first instead of working together like they should. But all all Joseph Gordon wants is to hug his father. This scene's incredible. A little bit of trash talk. Excuse me. Those Mountain Dew burps. But Joseph Gordon's not willing to fight. He's just there to hug his father. The he shirt. Thinks it's a trap, but that's all it is. And And because they're about to fight battle with each other, Jeff kills his own son. Right? Yeah. Is that what happens? He holds his sword out and he kills his own son it's a dramatic moment there's troll sounds going around all he wants to do is kill his father but (laughs) all he wants to do is uh, that was a Freudian Freudian slip slip. all he wants to do is hug his father sorry communities all he wants to and that's all we want is to to rub kilts at the hilts (laughs) kilts rub hilts and kilts at the same time as daddy yeah but he won't let us our beams of light just never (laughs) we've written so many letters Uh, all that dean wants is to hug jeff but it's a battle. These, 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 there's no rejoining as a group between these two parties. Uh, the ultimate deed has been done. <laughs> Father kills son. And boy, does Jim Rash just sell it. Grabbing one little hug before he splatters on the floor. Hawk, ah! Worth, worth it. <laughs> son Slayer. And then the fight really begins versus each other. Yeah. Not a lot to say about this, but it's a really, really great sequence. Kind of like the pile of bullets sequence. Yeah. Where it's just so many non-sequiturs happening so fast, and a bunch of them are really funny. There's no following the game at this point. I take the kid and I pop him. But you can see that now they understand it. Is that what Hickey says? Yeah. You can see that now they understand the game, the study group especially. They're using their weapons. They're using their spells very fast. It's a... It's like a big fight scene in a Lord of the Rings <laughs> thing where like 30 things are happening at once. Yeah. So to follow them all. I hold Britta's face in a puddle. Annie holds her huge cock and, and swings around everybody. <laughs> cleave, cleave, cleave. And before too long, Dingleberry's mad. <laughs> before too long, the character sheets stop, start dropping. The characters start dying. They start killing each other. They can only fight for so long before first Jeff is killed, the Sun Slayer. <laughs> oh, I wanted to pull point out a goof earlier. Yeah. And I didn't do it. I thought about it when I was watching it. Earlier when they're holding their character sheets uh-huh. and they're talking about – it's when father and son already have the father and son ones before they switch. Yeah. Hickey is like, I've got Sir Riggs diehard. And you can see through the paper on the opposite side that he's holding like Hector the Well-Endowed or something. Oh, really? He's holding the wrong character sheet. And then in the next shot, he's holding the right one. Why? Goof. It seems they goofed it. Seems like an easy thing to not f*** up. Maybe they, like, redid the shot later or something, and he just grabbed one. I don't know. Mm. I feel like I could see them saying, Jonathan, you got to hold the right got to hold the right Just CGI Just CGI it. I'll punch you in the heart. Fibrosis down. Hector down. Chang crumbles to the ground. Dingleberry the troll really made a... Made a Made a go at it. 
Yeah, really he did. made a lasting effort. And now we're to pretty much at the end of the episode as it's left. Just Hank and Hickey not playing with each other, but playing against each other and not working together, but spending time together. And this is when this complicated father and son storyline starts to come to an even <laughs> as complicated ending that's not really an ending. And I think it's just absolutely perfect. Yeah. Apparently, a lot of people didn't like the ending of this episode when it first aired because it didn't have a, a huggy ending. Mm-hmm. And they even said on the commentary that originally the script did have a huggy ending. And oh. it was Hickey, it was Jonathan Banks who was like, I'm not hugging my son. But in a yeah. way that like father and son relationships were really important to him because of his father and son relationships. Mm-hmm. And he was like, that's not how this would go. And I think yeah. this complicated ending that we got makes a lot more sense and... And I think so too. Is just as impactful. Because look, they're spending time together. They are having fun together. They're not going to be able to see things eye to eye. But also, now they can't leave a room together because they're the same person. I don't know. It, there's well, and they no also were drop, probably but... relying on the game settling this for them. So when it doesn't end, they're like, wait, now we don't get this resolution. You promised us an ending. Now we're stuck. Again, a great Abed speech uh, explaining, I'm a, the dungeon master. I don't owe you anything. I just play the game. And and I love how he says, if you spend an hour fighting about who's going to storm the castle outside of the castle, the necromancer leaves. Yeah. And he runs away. <laughs> he sees you coming. Uh, and they're not willing. They need that uh, conclusion. And we never get it. We don't know if Hickey goes to the birthday party or not. Honestly, yeah. I assume he probably doesn't and that that's okay. What's uh-huh. important is this time that father and son have spent together. And now they kind of have something that they could talk about in the future. Mm-hmm. And I think Jeff does a good job at the end of this episode using the study group to kind of explain to us the ending that we're getting. Uh, they, they leave the room quietly and he explains like, I don't think they can stand being in the same room together, but I also don't think they can stand being apart from each other. And now they can do this forever and avoid doing either. Abed's happy. They're happy. They all get to leave. They're happy. It's a nice moment. It's cute. Mm-hmm. It's a, actually an honestly cute and sweet ending. I love for An ending that's like the anti-huggy ending. <laughs> and it still has a cute sitcom ending, even while keeping the complicated issues of the real life in it. And that's the end of the episode. I do love it. I think it's great. Uh, they found a way to twice tell a really complex story through a really complex game in an easily digestible sitcom format that also pushes what a sitcom episode can and should be. Um, My know, only man. issues with this episode are very minimal. I, I think it's great. They? The Aziz line, okay. a couple of like the... I mean, really, that's about it. I I like just surely being else in this episode. So, yeah, so and surely, and and it sucks that I consider that to be a minimal thing because it happens constantly in the show. Well, it's only minimal show, because it's what the episode fills the episode with is fun yeah. that you don't really think of. it's more like when you think about on the grand scheme of things of mm-hmm. a vet leaving the show in a handful of episodes and her being put to the wayside when she's one of the remaining original cast members left. Exactly, it's a little sad, but it's a great episode. The intag, I think it's great. Not a lot to say about the intag. It's not as off the wall crazy as the ones have been recently. Just a cute, wholesome bit of Abed in pajamas, still wanting to play Dungeon Master, so he plays Dungeons and Dragons Tea Party with Annie's stuffies. <laughs> uh, however, Annie coming out, being all sleepy and saying, Abed, I can't sleep without my stuffies. What happened to Annie's pretty young? We try not to sexualize her because you know that half of the people that email in this podcast foam at the mouth when she says that. 
I I didn't even. <laughs> you didn't even think about it. Oh, but I, I did. <laughs> I thought long and hard about it. I was hoping been... for some more Hillary Rodden kitten action. That's the end of the episode. We love it. Don't we? Yeah. This is this is a buy. It's not the Dungeons and Dragons episode, but I would rather have done this follow up than just about any other second episode. I yeah. Okay, this is okay. This is gonna get me in some hot water. I like uh-huh. second Dungeons and Dragons more than I like second Paintball, the two part season two finale Paintball. I like this better. I like it more than I like the second part of that for sure i think i like okay. it more than the first part too the first part is really good but i love this episode and i think i love it, it. doesn't get a bad rep but i think it gets it's thought of as the lesser mm-hmm. well yeah and maybe it is but that's only because the first one is one of the most daring episodes of sitcom television of all time yeah so like you can't go anywhere but adjacent to that in the next one it doesn't break any huge new ground but it's so fun it's great it's so much fun and let's talk about MVP. It's both really easy and kind of hard to pick because, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll I'll go first because I want to give MVP. I want to give honorable mentions to like everybody because Abed's mm-hmm. really, really, really great in the episode. I almost want to give it to Abed. I yeah. almost want to give it to Hickey even because mm-hmm. I think Hickey's really great in this episode. But I think the best decision the episode makes is putting the Dean in it. He's the funniest part of the episode. Uh, Jim commits to all of it so hard his physical he gets to be more physical in his comedy than he yeah. often does it's just great front to back everything the dean says is a hard laugh it's the dean for me what about you yeah i i agree i think i'll mention to hickey because he's great in it i'll mention to abed they're both awesome this whole episode but the dean steals the show for me yeah it's great look steven we've been getting the hour and a half podcast down pat i didn't think we were gonna do it I, I thought we were so going to be here two hours today. Yeah, me too. This has been fun. I think we said a couple weeks ago, you know what? This was a good podcast. I think so was this one. Yeah, this was great. And that's it. We've done it. We next did week, it. We landed the plane. Next week, we're coming back for the first, the final three episodes of season five. Before we get into the last season of Community, before we do our last couple of roundtables, before we start to make some solid plans for what's going to come after we finish community on You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. That all starts next week with the first of the final three episodes of season five. It's G.I. Jeff. If you want to be a part of the episode, we would love for you to to send us in your trivia, your MVP, and your favorite funny moment to can't disappoint podcast at gmail.com. Alternatively, if you want to support the show even more, Patreon is where it's at. We've got three things that you can count on every week on Patreon. Uh, you Can't Disappoint Show is live every Thursday. A little bit of fun hangout, uh, outrageous sometimes, with me and Steven hanging yeah. out over on the pre-show before we record this every week. You get early access to this show every week before anybody else gets to hear it, and you get... Brokeback Bebop, a completely Patreon-exclusive Cowboy Bebop rewatch podcast. So if you like what we do here, if you want to get shouted out on this show and get all kinds of perks alongside it, patreon.com slash podcast. Steven, I'm sure all the people that listen to our podcast to this point at the end of the show know it by heart, but where else can the people find us? Well, uh, if you get lucky and you roll higher than a 7 on a 20-sided die... Uh, you can come follow us over on Twitter, over at You Can't Disapod. We're also over in the ire, in the shire of Instagram, over mm-hmm. at Sure, Can Disappoint Podcast. Mm-hmm. 
And then we're on uh, Facebook and YouTube, and you can crit hit that subscribe button uh, and double down roll that bell to get the notifications uh, over the full name of the show, You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. I dig what I could there. From inside the Dreamatorium, Black Lives Matter, f***ing children's lives that get gunned down in the middle of their school day matter. Um, absolutely nobody should legally be able to buy an assault rifle. The argument is always, well, the lawless will be lawless no matter what. But since when does that mean that the law shouldn't do absolutely everything it can to help? Uh, Of course bad things are still going to happen. But there is evidence to show that uh, an assault rifle ban would help, and I think it it should. Mm -hmm. You don't need an assault rifle to go hunting. You don't need an assault rifle to collect guns or to, to be an enthusiast when it comes to like target shooting and stuff. Yeah. I get why people think they're cool and maybe mm-hmm. some of those people would want one, but that's you need to have one at your fucking house. Yeah. Nobody should be able to fire off that many bullets that easy. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. That was a long winded thing. I'm Zach. <laughs> I'm Steven. And even while things are tough, uh, a lot of hard stuff to think about lately. Doing this and thinking about community, thinking about Steven, rubbing my hilt, thinking about Steven, yeah. and thinking about all the people that spend time with us every week, the people actually listen to these fun conversations that we get to have every week. Uh, it helps brighten my my mentality a lot. Yeah, me too, buddy. It's all a right, nice, well, that's it. Nice little look into the, the taint of yeah. something else. All right, well... We've got plenty of taints to look into for the rest of our day, so we're going we're gonna to wrap this one up. This has been a lot of fun. We'll see you next week. Bye. I roll to end the podcast. No. Failed. I attempt to – yeah, very much failed. Okay. <laughs> well, then I guess we just got to keep it going then because we can't end it yet. Um, so, huh. uh – Huh. How about this weather? Yeah, it sure is outside like, out there. I got this car now. I like it. Um, I, 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 I attempt to kill myself to get out of this. Success! <laughs> Huzzah! <laughs> Bye, everyone. Up the magic dragon Lived by the sea And frolicked in the autumn mist in a land called Hanali, little Jackie Paper loved that rascal pup and brought him strings and sealing wax and other fancy stuff. Oh, up the magic dragon lived by the sea and frolicked in the autumn mist in a land called Hanali.